Welcome to Proverbs 31 by Design. My name is Tina Heisman. I help Christian women who are struggling with the overwhelm of trying to balance being a wife, mother, and career woman. When they work with me, they discover how to create their own unique level of balance so they can finally experience the joy, passion, success, and fulfillment they have been seeking in life. Today, we are going to talk about how to make the most of motherhood. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free private Proverbs 31 community on Facebook where you can come to get positive inspiration for your life. Search Proverbs 31 by design in the Facebook search bar. Also, I have created a free download called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so you can feel like your best self every day. Visit my website to download it, tinaheisman.com. Now let's dive in and talk about how to make the most of motherhood. So this is a concept I have been acutely aware of for a long time. You know, as long as I've been a mom. (laughs) Thinking about it brings me back to when my children were babies and all of those older, wiser, well-meaning women would look at them and look at me and say, enjoy them, dearie, they grow up so fast. On one hand, I was totally annoyed with that. I was like, I am trying, but it's so hard. And I thought to myself, there is no way these women remember how hard this is. But on the other hand, I knew they were right. And so I did want to try to enjoy my children as much as I could and make the most of my motherhood experience. But as you know, not every moment of motherhood is enjoyable. I mean, when we have toddlers and babies, tantrums are not enjoyable, crying fits are not enjoyable, endless dirty diapers are not enjoyable, sleepless nights are not enjoyable, it's not enjoyable. And then as your children get into the tweens, like dealing with all of their emotional upheaval is not enjoyable. Helping your children heal hurt feelings, not enjoyable. Having to help with homework, also not enjoyable. Then as our children turn into teenagers, they do become more self-sufficient and they can do more on their own, but it doesn't feel enjoyable to let them go out into the world on their own. It's scary and that's kind of where I'm at right now. In fact, the other day, I had myself a good little cry. I was driving in the car, and Tyler was at summer school for the morning, and then he was going to do something with friends after. And Alyssa asked to be dropped off at the pool with friends. Now, she's 13, so this is a reasonable request for a 13-year-old. But it was hard for me because we used to hang out together in the summers and do fun things together. Like go to the pool or play mini golf or the library. We had the best summers, you guys. I definitely feel like I made the most of motherhood and the most of childhood during those times. But now they're growing up and kids make decisions like, I want to go to summer school this summer so I can jump ahead a year in math, which is crazy. And we did talk about that with him. Like, just we just want you to think for a minute, like your childhood is coming to an end. You'll have your whole life for school and career. Do you really want to spend your summer in summer school? Because it was a six-week commitment. And he said, yeah, I really do. And so this is where we're at, right? Our kids are growing up and 
making decisions on their own and going out on their own, which I know is the idea, right? That's the idea that we raise independent people to go out into the world. But it doesn't mean that we don't feel a little bit sad that they don't need us as much anymore, right? It's a new phase of motherhood. And um, I do want to enjoy this stage of motherhood as well. And I do want to make the most of this stage of motherhood as well, right? I want to milk it for everything that it's worth. And so I let myself have that little cry in the car. But then I wiped my tears and realized I can still have that connection with them. That's really what I'm craving, right, is the connection and all of the memories that we make. And I know that I can still have that connection and create memories with them in this stage of motherhood. It's just going to look a little different. And it actually reminds me of Isaiah 43:19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And so it's just a little bit of a comfort for me. I know that God has a lot of great memory making in the future for me and my kids. And it is really up to me, though, to be intentional about doing my part to make that happen, right? I'm the mom. I'm the leader. And so that's kind of where I'm at in my life, like a new stage of motherhood where I'm trying to figure this all out and make it enjoyable and release my children, everything I'm supposed to be doing. And so my point in sharing this with you is to show you that in order to really enjoy being a mom and make the most of being a mom, we really need to be present in our moments and very intentional in our parenting. And there are lots of things, right? Lots of different things that we can do to make that happen. But today I thought I would share with you a few things that I do to make the most of motherhood and be present with my kids in case that it might help you. And of course, if you have suggestions, share them with us. So the first thing that I do and have always done to be more intentional is, you're not going to want to hear this, but are you ready for it? (laughs) I get up in the morning before everyone else. I get up and I pray and I work out. And it is the best thing that I do. I mean, I really don't have a need to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, right? I work from home. I'm not trying to get into an office. There really is no need, but I do it anyway because it starts my day right and for me. It starts me off on the right foot. It puts me in charge. It puts me at the feet of God and I get my workout in. This is huge. Like I get that workout in before anything or anyone can interrupt me. There's no excuses. There's no need for it. You guys, I cannot recommend this more. This, this is a game changer. This one tip is the bomb. It is everything. Now, on the flip side of that, the other thing we prize in our house is bedtime. Bedtime. Man, it was so awesome when the kids were little and they'd go to bed at like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And we were very regimented about it. There were there were family members in the past who would be frustrated because maybe we wouldn't stay late at family events and things because I wanted to get those kids to bed and also maybe we didn't do things because I wanted them to have their nap because you know the thing is when they go to bed late and then they don't get their nap they're crabby and who has to deal with that but me right and kids thrive on routine so so do adults really. (laughs) It doesn't have to be 
you know, a strict regimen for us adults, but we have like bedtime goals in our house. And the kids also have bedtime goals. It's a little harder during the school year. Um, you know, homework can sometimes and activities can kind of dictate that, but we have a goal for when they need to get into bed so that they can get enough sleep, right? You can't put enough emphasis on getting enough sleep. And so that is something that I would definitely encourage is making sure that you have a bedtime like routine and and a goal of getting there and honoring that for yourself. It's very easy to get distracted and stay up late doing whatever you're doing, reading or watching, binge watching TV shows or scrolling social media, but get yourself to bed because getting that rest is just really going to help you wake up the next day refreshed and ready to go and be that best mom that you want to be, right? And be enjoyable. It's really hard to enjoy things when we're a bear. <laughs> so the third thing that I do to make the most of motherhood is that I try to make the best use of my time together with my kids as I possibly can even while I'm doing less desirable tasks like driving to school or the dishes or laundry or whatever it might be. So for example, in the car, so we have a lot of driving at our house, it feels like it to me anyway. We, we definitely love to listen to good music and you know, and just zone out. But we have a little, a little joke in our house that we call the gospel of mommy. In the car, I'm known to get off on a teaching tangent and with a message and, and I always sum it up with the gospel of mommy because that's my teaching. And so those are, those are very memorable times that we have together and, and it's wonderful to connect with them in that way and to make the use of that time in the car. You know, I think especially when you're doing dishes, you know, some moms are trying to figure out like, how can I get all this stuff done? And I encourage them, bring your kids in with you. Like when you're doing the dishes, ask them to help you. It's like a family, is it family effort, a team effort? And you, just because you're doing work doesn't mean you can't connect and make memories and have fun, right? And so bring your kids in, make the most of all of the time that you have, right? Now, sometimes you probably want to send them away. I'm not saying that's wrong. <laughs> sometimes I definitely want to send them away when you're doing the dishes. Like, you know what? You just go play. I'm good. I got this, right? But if you want that connection with them, invite them in and make the most of it. Okay, so number four, another way that I make the most of motherhood is trying to give each child a little bit of undivided attention each day. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people, I'm sure you have too, who like do dates with their children. We're honestly not fantastic about intentionally doing one-on-one -on -one dates with our kids, maybe a goal, but we do try to make time for them alone each day. And so for an example with Tyler right now, he's in summer school. And so I'm getting up in the morning and praying and doing my workout. And I have that time arranged so that when he comes to the kitchen to have his breakfast, before he leaves for school, that I'm in the kitchen for that time. It's like 7.20 to 7.40. So that I try to be in the kitchen, not, not on my email or anything like that, just trying to connect with him and talk about his day and everything that's coming. And I, I know he looks forward to that, and I do too. And it's something that they can rely on. And so at the moment in summer, Alyssa's time isn't so set in stone like Tyler's because she's with me more of the day, but definitely, you know, giving them the undivided attention. And when they walk in the room to talk to me, putting the phone down or closing the computer lid or setting it aside or something like that so that they see that they have our undivided attention and so that they know, like it just gives them that security and that safety that they know that we are there for them. Yes, we have things to do, but for the most part, right, we are there for them. Well, for the whole part, we're there for them. 
It doesn't mean that they don't have to wait sometimes to get our attention, but they they need that security and that safety to know that mom and dad are there for them, whatever's going on. And so I think that undivided attention really helps. And then also, of course, being very diligent about making the eye contact and setting down whatever it is that we're doing when they need to talk to us. And so on that note, my fifth and final tip for today, for moms, making the most of motherhood is being the leader on cultivating respect in our homes. I truly believe this concept has created the incredible relationships that Paul and I experience with our children. We have always made it a point to respect our children in the way that we want them to respect us. For example, we try to explain to them the reasons for our decisions instead of saying, because I told you so, right? You know, all of us parents, we are, we are given that authority. We can say that when we want to, but we really try to not do that so that they understand why we might say no to something or why we might tell them to do something. We also try to hold our tempers and not let them loose on the kids. It's very disrespectful and scary for them as well and really not good adulting. Also, we try to let them speak for themselves. For example, um, uh, definitely we, we let them be heard within our home. But for an example, now that they're older and we go to the doctor's offices, I let them tell the doctor what's going on instead of me speaking for them, right? It's respectful, not jumping in and not speaking for them, letting them speak for themselves and trying as age appropriate as possible, letting them make their own decisions and sometimes suffer consequences. Like, you know, there comes a point where we're not going to fight with our kid over wearing a jacket to school if he thinks that he's going to be fine. Well, then he'll just have to have the natural (laughs) consequence if he's not fine. And so that, that to the children feels respectful. And I have to tell you, it, it has not gone unnoticed. Alyssa has had friends comment to her um, that they notice that she has a really good relationship with her mom. And I think, I hope that this respect piece is a huge component of that. And the other day I asked Tyler, um, I said, what do you think makes a good parent? What qualities do you think make for a good parent? And he only thought for about a second. And this was in the morning before school. So this was pretty um, good because he wasn't fully awake yet. But he said, being respectful to their children. And I thought that was pretty cool. And so I had him you know, describe to me, like, what, is that, what does that look like to you? What does that mean to you? And those were some of the things I mentioned earlier, you know, like listening, not yelling, not getting hot-headed, letting them make decisions, letting them speak. So, so there you have it. From the mouths of my children themselves, how that respect piece really helps cultivate healthy relationships in the home. And in my mind, like that's what it's all about, right? That's what making the most of motherhood. It's not going to be all joyful. It's not going to be all peaceful. But how we can make the most of it and really enjoy it is by cultivating the healthy relationships within our home, which that's what we want, right? We want healthy relationships in our home and to send these kids out there in the world knowing how to cultivate their own healthy relationships, right? In all areas of their life. So these are five of the things that I think are really important when we're trying to make the most of motherhood. And if you were maybe looking for a little direction, hopefully these five things can help you get on the right track. But I know that this mom stuff is easier said than done. And that's why I hired a life coach all those years ago to help me. It just really helps to have a neutral third party to help you see things that you might not notice otherwise. And I love being that third party for my clients. It's so 
fun and so rewarding to show them something in a different light and watch them thrive and come out of a stress-induced situation and have peace and even joy around things. And so if you would like to know more about how coaching could help you, reach out to me for a complimentary discovery call and we can take a look at that for you. See where you are at in your journey, where you want to be, and figure out what's holding you back and come up with a plan for you to move forward. Now, before we go today, I do have a favor to ask of you. If you love this podcast, will you go rate it on iTunes for me? I think that um, would just be helpful to letting other moms know that this could be a great resource. And for you, remember, I have that ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care to help you feel like your best self every day. You will find it on my website, tinaheisman.com. Also, don't forget to join us in the Proverbs 31 by Design community on Facebook. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. See you next week.